Welcome to the Slay the Giant podcast. In this podcast, you will learn, you will grow, you will laugh. This podcast will transform and change your life. Get ready to slay your giants and conquer your fears. Slay the Giant podcast is here for you. So listen up and learn. Let's go. We're going to start with you. Okay. When you hear the term surrendering your friendships, what do you think of? So surrendering your friendships to me is all about giving God access to direct you, to lead you, to speak to you regarding your friendships, your relationships. I think friendships are so valuable. Um, Friendships, you know, help you grow as an individual. Um, And I think you know, one of the things, one of my goals with the book was to, to encourage people to have community. Yeah. You need support. You need your sisters. You need your brothers, especially those of us of the faith. You need each other to build you up. Um, as the Bible says, in your most holy faith, you need people around you who are going to strengthen you in your, your moments of weakness. If you have a struggle, you know, your friends are there to hold you accountable. Um, so, I think surrendering your friendship is giving God access to speak to you regarding your friends. Yeah. And I don't know if I have a moment to share a quick story. Go ahead. So the other night I was in my, um, my prayer room um, and I was just praying, you know, just my normal time. I was preparing for a sermon. I was, you know, preparing to preach. Um, it was about 1 a.m. And so I'm there just praying and whatever. And the Holy Spirit brought a name to my spirit. And I was like, okay, what do I need to do with this person? You know, I haven't spoken to them in a couple of days, but I can consider them a true friend. Um, I sent that friend a quick text. I just said, sis, one o'clock in the morning. That friend responded like, what are you doing up? Why are you texting me? And then that friend then proceeded to tell me that they were at the emergency room and that there was some major stuff happening right in that moment. And so when I say give God access to allow him to speak to you regarding your friendships, ask the Holy Spirit to guide you on, like, when do I need to be a support to that friend? Tell me what that friend needs. Tell me what I need to do to be um, supportive or to stand in a gap, you know, Mm. Um, because you never know why a friend hasn't texted you in a long time or called you in a long time. So um, just giving God complete access and allowing Holy Spirit to just guide you in your relationships and your friendships. Because we spend a lot of time talking about who ain't your friend and who's a hater. But like we need to spend more time talking about how do we um, how do we become a better friend and how do we engage in deep, meaningful relationships amongst our sisters and brothers in Christ in particular. That's the long answer. Turn it over to Whitney. (laughs) I love what my sister said um, about giving God access. And something that I like to refer to with anybody that I work with, but I think it also happens to me in like my sister circles is uh, we say that your your, your recovery is worth the climb. And Mm. so that's all about journeying. And I think that with the journey, you have to be willing to surrender your agenda and your expectations of a friendship um, and of a person to God. Um, Because I believe that in our own humanity, we limit, you know, where we can go in our friendships um, by looking at it through our own view. But when you give it over to God, you're able to lead with love and curiosity and compassion and empathy. And that is necessary and needed when we are thinking about journeying with somebody, um, you know, through life, because you having a friend is a commitment. Um, and so that's what I believe that means, um, surrendering our friendships 
this is good. This is a big topic. So good. (laughs) It's a huge topic. It's a huge topic. So when I think about surrendering our friendships, I'm really thinking about asking God to ordain them, asking Mm. God to set them up, asking God to show you the seasons, um, Mm. allowing him to bring new people sometimes, allowing Mm. him to introduce new dynamics, to cover you both as you go through changes, right? Um, I think sometimes we think that friendship is about just what we want. But I believe that if God has placed someone in your life, they're intentionally there to help you become and you're there to help them become who God created them to be. Um, I don't think that God does it by accident sometimes. And so we, we, this is, I did say it might get a little spicy, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes friendships are formed out of negative situations, right? And sometimes that's a positive thing, but we can admit that a lot of, we've seen a lot of examples where this is a negative thing, where Mm -hmm. you are both united against the same enemy, quote unquote, whether that's a man, whether that's another friend, Uh whether that's a situation that you both lived through. And so it's the trauma of what you've experienced. And sometimes even the unforgiveness and bitterness of what you've experienced that actually is binding you together and not really um, a future, right? Not a God-ordained future for your friendship. What do we call those? uh, What are the the comrades or the constituents? What are those? uh, Comrades. Comrades, Comrades, right? In battle, right? Uh (laughs) You're aligned against the same enemy. And I think that sometimes... Um, we find ourselves saying things. And so I believe I was having a conversation. I've had co- lots of conversations about friendship with both Ashley and mm-hmm. Whitney. Um, and Whitney said something and I had to write it down. I had to write it down um, because she said that we, as women, we, we tend to be tribal and protective, right? Mm-hmm. And so we not only um, are protective of the friendships that we form because now we found somebody that we get along with, quote mm-hmm. unquote, get along with mm-hmm. because we are, uh, you know, especially if you're, it, it, it's out of um, being against the same thing, right? Okay. Um, so to somebody. <laughs> we're, we, we find someone we get along with and then we begin to declare things like, mm-hmm. this is my only friend. Like I, there are no new friends, like oh, yeah. comparing people yeah. to this person. Mm-hmm. And then a season mm-hmm. happens mm-hmm. where one of you goes, goes through a transition, all of a sudden she's the worst thing in the world, mm-hmm. right? We begin, Whitney, and I'll say it exactly as she, she wrote, as exactly the way she said it. She says that sometimes we make confessions that are not even true for our own lives. We are making wow. these confessions based on trauma that's happened in someone else's mm. life. So because someone hasn't had a disagreement with someone, we are speaking these words over ourselves and right. over this other person they yeah. may have been in an issue with. And it, we're doing it ignorantly, mm-hmm. right? We're doing it ignorantly um, and, and making these vows with that don't even belong to us. Yeah, yeah. They don't even belong to us. Um, and so we're talking about making healthy, fr- like having healthy friendships formed out of um, a view of the future, a view of the future, not just because of what's behind us, but because of what's ahead of us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always dangerous to commit yourself to a friendship just because of what you're in right now. You always mm-hmm. want to consider where you're going as well. Mm-hmm. That's good, That's, yeah. Absolutely. Really good. Absolutely. Yeah, because sometimes you're like you're in a uh, situation, and that situation is gonna pass, mm. and so you don't want to just get caught up in that situation or in that moment. You know, choosing a friend based off of, you know, they say don't make permanent decisions based off temporary circumstances. Absolutely. So you know, you, you got to be mindful of that. That's so good. I like that point. Absolutely. It makes me think of um, 
uh, as I was driving over here, I was thinking of like, what was important for me in friendships and something that I've realized through the seasons of my own life and my own, you know, um, evolution is that people can really only meet you as deep as they met themselves, you know? Ooh. And so it's so important that when you're uniting and then when you are forming these relationships, realizing the season of where you've been and where you formed them, and if they can indeed kind of go with you into the next season, can they grow with you? You know, can they be committed to this journey with you? Because if they also haven't been able to do that work and healing, that means that they've only been able to be committed to this foundation of a friendship and they can't get really go ahead, mm -hmm. you know? So I'm just like, it's so important that in friendships that we're committing ourselves to doing that work and we're still challenging each other to grow. Yeah, it's so good. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I did a little mini survey. I only asked two questions. I asked, um, what's uh, your biggest struggle in friendship? And I asked, uh, what do you find most frustrating or annoying in friendships? And among the things that I found in terms of people's biggest struggles is that time is one of the things they say is an issue in friendships. Uh, they, they, there are a lot of people say they don't have enough time to uh, sustain and maintain their friendships. It's funny, we have time to make friendships and we don't often have time to grow the friendship. Um, the second one was lack of transparency, whether it's because the individual didn't feel comfortable being transparent with people they call their friends, or they feel like um, they, they are transparent, but the other person doesn't reciprocate that transparency. Uh, mm -hmm. The third one was giving and receiving, not flowing in both directions. Mm -hmm. uh, that was a huge one. Giving and receiving, not flowing in both directions. Those are good, guys. Yeah. And then the fourth one was unmet expectations. Ooh. Unmet expectations. So there were all of these unspoken expectations that were there. Um, and so when we're talking about surrendering, so one of the things that Ashley's book, and I'm going to keep coming back to it, go get it, it's on Amazon. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> one of the things that Ashley often talks about is surrendering our direction. And so there's a mm. quote that in there that stayed with me, it hasn't left me, but it doesn't just apply to families, it also applies to friends. And one of the things that she says is that there are no picture perfect families, but yes. there are purpose perfect families. Mm -hmm. I also believe there may not be any we see on Instagram, we see on social media, a lot of friendships that look picture perfect, but we know behind the scenes, there's a lot of dysfunction going on, right? Yeah. But what we should be going after is not friends that look good in the pictures with us when we go out, but friends that are perfect, perfect for our purpose, right. friends that are perfect for our purpose. Um, can they encourage you where you're going? Can mm -hmm. they help you where you're going? Um, my mentor, Dr. Pam Ross, I love her dearly. One of the things that she says is that you need to be around people who speak the language of your future. Mm. You need That's to be good. around people That's who good. speak the language of your future. Yes. What have yeah. your conversations been about? Mm. Your conversations are good indication of where your circle is going. What do you talk about when you're together? Yeah. Are you talking about people? Are you talking about ideas? Are you talking about the future? Are you talking what God is saying, like, what, what are your conversations based on? And really taking a step back and assessing it. Some of us are saying that, you know, we feel like our friendships aren't, um, we just, we feel like we're dragging the friendship along, right? Mm. But what kind of conversation are you bringing to the friendship? Absolutely. What kind of attitude are you bringing to the friendship? And uh, this brings me to a story that I want to tell. And it's a very transparent and humbling one for me um, that I've shared with both uh, Whitney and Ashley. And, um, so my birthday was in June and I found myself, my plans didn't 
things didn't turn out the way I wanted them to. And I was very disappointed, but I didn't really say anything besides telling my husband. And then later on telling my friends, I didn't say anything in the moment. And, um, and so I was very disappointed and I talked to someone wiser and older than me. I believe in having that in your circle too, um, who will say, who said to me that God is probably trying to say something to you. Think about that. You're going to remember that day, but you need to consider what the lesson is when, when the Lord shows it to you. And, uh, on Saturday, I had the opportunity to celebrate this amazing woman right here. And in that event, um, and I know she doesn't like when people talk about her when she's there, <laughs> but I'm going to do it anyways. She's one of the most giving and kind people that yeah. I know. Um, and even though it was her birthday, not only did she <laughs> give gifts to her friends, yeah. she was there to really encourage us and to, to let us know how beautiful and wonderful we yeah. were. We were like, yeah. honey, we're here for you. Right. We're here for right. you. And I believe that in that moment, the Lord showed me that sometimes you think that you're saying what you need, but you're not. Mm-hmm. And two, sometimes you think you're giving more to your friendships than you actually are. Yeah. Um, and as I watched her give, I was encouraged. And I was saying, Lord, whatever I desire to sow, that means whatever I desire to reap, that means I need to go sowing that in other places. Um, and so I, I realized that sometimes the thing that we are saying that we're lacking in our friendships, we're not receiving, we're not giving it either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're not giving it. We, we're okay with matching energy when someone's being petty or negative, but we don't match when it comes to giving and sowing and mm. pouring, mm. right? And so we have to take a step back if we feel like we're not receiving something, asking, like, I know people who will say, oh, she never calls me. She never texts me. You don't text her or call her either, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, so surrendering our friendships means that we are even allowing our friendships to help us to grow in humility. It was a humbling moment for me. Right. I didn't sit, I didn't go to her birthday party. I'm sitting there salty, like, well, I didn't have a dinner, you know, <laughs> and, and let's be honest. It's a real thing. It's yeah. a real thing yeah. that we, and we sometimes don't even talk about it. I'm also glad that I, because I knew I was, because I had wiser counsel already, I knew I was looking for the lesson. And so I knew I would need to talk to my friends about it as well, mm. that I would need to share that because sometimes what we do is we experience these things and then we don't say anything to anybody. And then if it happened again next year, I'm going to just be piloted on, piloted on, piloted on. And I haven't said a word to anyone. Yeah. Yeah. How many times have we done that? How many times have we done that? And so um, I think that, I think that that's one of the things that I really um, think as we consider surrendered friendships, surrendered friendships, asking God how we can serve our friends and not just how our friends can serve us. Yeah. It's good how we can yeah. serve our friends and not just how our friends can serve us. Whitney asked a question and um, I want to open it for discussion because I don't have necessarily an answer for it, but um, I think it's worth conversation. She said um, one of the things that she finds difficult sometimes is trying to discern when a relationship is going to go from acquaintances to friends. How do you know the difference between your acquaintances and your friends? How do you know when that uh, transition is happening? Yeah, I don't want you guys to be afraid to put what you think in the comments either. I want this to be a fluid discussion. I care about what you guys have to say about things like that. And one of the things, so I've been kind of like allowing myself to sit with that question and um, sort of in my conversation with um, with Andrea, um, my experiences with Ashley and my my very good friend, um, Nika, I was kind of going back over those friendships. And I'm just like, because these are people that I actually share of myself with. 
Um, and so one of the things that I felt was so super important was, um, come on, did you write down what I said? I think I did. Um, one of the things that was important to me um, when I knew that something was ready to go over from, a, a, from a, just being acquaintances um, to being a friend um, was really about my level of uh, transparency with that person. Um, if, if I was able to trust them with something that had to do with my humanity and were they able to allow that to be seen um, as my humanity and not my entire character being judged off of that experience. I think that that is so that's very important to anybody in a friendship because it lets you know whether or not you can share all of yourself with somebody or is this person just in your life because they want this image, they wanna keep this image of who you are. So you have to allow them to keep that. Um, and so those to me are assignments or they are acquaintances. And, I, and, I, and unfortunately I'm not able to allow those friendships to move outside of that realm um, because I can't be all of who I am, flaws and all of it. I can't be a work in progress. I have to be well-developed for them. Yeah. Yes. So I thought I would reverse that question. Mm. Um, and um, so thinking about, okay, so you're saying moving that French friend from being an associate friend to a, like a deeper relationship. Mm -hmm. But how do you move a friend from the deeper relationship Ooh. back to his associate? <laughs> that has happened too, where you're like, well, actually, can I tell you something? <laughs> like, no, for real. Like, okay. So I, um, honestly, like I, I was telling Andrea, I was like, you know what? Like as grown folk, like we, have permission to like reassess our boundaries. Yeah. And I feel like with if they were all they were a friend or if I already like have received revelation about what I need to do with my own self. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know what, this don't even got nothing to do with you. This has everything to do with me. Yeah. Um, I think that coming back to a space of just like, you know what? I think these these are some of the things that I need to be doing in my life, right? And and letting that person know because I feel like if we're friends, if we have a level of respect for each other, right? You know, and how you choose to read to to receive my boundaries, right? That's I'm gonna put that onus back on you, but this is what I have to do for myself. So if it's like I can't, me and you can't go out anymore. I would, I want that. I want that to be clear with my friend. I don't want her to be guessing about what we doing. Yeah. I don't want her to have to go in rooms and they'd be like, well, where's Wig? Y'all always together. Or, yeah. And I'm just, I want you to be able to uh, be able to answer that for yourself. Yeah. 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 That's, that's good. So I was going to say navigating that space, whether it's going into a deeper friendship or coming out of one, is going to take two things that are, we actually, we, we say that they're easy, but they're really difficult. Yes. It's going to take honesty and humility, mm -hmm. honesty yeah. and humility. And the truth is that some of us, it's hard to be very honest, to be like, our friendship can't continue the way that it is. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's a very difficult, mature statement to make. Um, and, and so I, I, I definitely understand it. Um, one definition I wanted to give that I, after listening to, to Whitney's explanation that I, I wrote down was, that acquaintances are committed to your image, but friends are committed to your character. Mm -hmm. Acquaintances yeah. are committed yeah. to who you are known <laughs> to be. Yeah. Yeah. Acquaintances That's are committed so to who you're known to be, how mm -hmm. other people see you, who you're connected to, your network, um, how you know what they can get out of the friendship with you, out of being around you. Yeah. But friends are committed to you becoming 
who you're supposed to be, not just what you're doing. Acquaintances are committed to your image, but friends are committed to your character. Right. Y'all might as well go ahead and write that down and put that on Instagram (laughs) so we can share when we get up out of here. (laughs) Acquaintances are committed to your image. And so if you find at whatever point people are in, um, with you in in that relationship whether it's going up or it's going down if you get to the point where someone is only committed to what you bring to the table and not just your presence and who you are and what you like who god made you to be and you becoming a better person if you find that nobody in your circle can check you boo then Mm. it's time to reevaluate some friendships it's time to reevaluate there has to be somebody in your circle who's committed to your character who's committed to your character. Yes, Hannah. Who's committed to your character. Um, The other thing that came up as we were talking about this is that uh, Whitney said forgiveness has to live here. Forgiveness. There's Mm -hmm. without forgiveness. And this is a good one. Without forgiveness, without forgiviness, there's only performance Ooh. without forgiveness yeah. and so that yeah. remember I got some smart yeah. friends <laughs> <laughs> remember i said remember i said that it's going to take honesty and Ooh. humility mm. the reality is that if, until we can be honest that this hurt me or this is a need mm. that i had that has been going unmet or that i have been neglected or yeah. that i don't feel like i can give you this is a big one i don't feel that i can give you what I need to give you in this moment. Yes. That's I've, and, and, and I'll be honest. I, and I can say this of both of them that I, I have texted at times and you said, you know, I'm not, I'm not in the best place right now to talk. I'm not feel, you know, yeah. I'm not feeling my best right now. They don't ignore the text yeah. message or the call. Yeah. Let's, let's be clear. They didn't ignore it. They're not hiding. They're just saying, I'm not a, a, a okay right now. I'm not emotionally able. And guess mm-hmm. what? What I have learned to do over the years and I, that I found that my friends appreciate is before I start dumping my whole life on them, I say, how are you and where are you right now? Yes. Mm-hmm. How are you? Yeah. And I'm not That's asking true. how are you is a pass through to get to what I want to say. I'm asking to really hear, do you have the mental, the emotional capacity to listen to me right now? Can you take anything else on right now? We can't be disappointed when people can't carry what we have right. if we didn't ask if their hands were full in the first place. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. Right, if we didn't ask if their hands were full in the first place. And being very honest about whether or not you can continue that, that friendship um, at that level. It's, a, it's, a, it's not easy, but I think it's necessary. And you're going to find that as you have these honest conversations, your circle, and so uh, I... Dr. Pam said something very wise. She says, your circle might get smaller, but the quality yeah. is going to improve. Mm. So the circle true. might get smaller, mm. but the quality is going to improve. Yeah. Um, and so I think sometimes we are afraid of that downsizing, but what God is trying to do is to increase the capacity of the few. Mm. He's trying to increase the capacity of the few, but mm. he can't if there are all of these surface level relationships going on, right? Um, the other thing, the other thing that I think uh, folks have shared with me is that sometimes they feel a pressure to be something to their friend that is really not realistic for their life right now. Hmm. We have to honor each other's boundaries, and so yeah. I think Whitney yeah. started talking about that. Is that a real friend will honor? You. So yes, uh, somebody put here these are grown folk conversations. They are, but a real <laughs> friend is going to honor, is going to honor those grown folk conversations. Mm-hmm. They're going to honor your honesty. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. They're going to honor the humility that you had to be willing to share that with them. Yeah. A real friend is going to hear what you're saying and understand that you being better is going to make your friendship better mm-hmm. one day as well. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that came up is that uh, surrendering our friendships means believing that God can restore yeah. friendships yeah. or reconnect friendships. Mm-hmm. So even mm-hmm. if I say in this season, this is not good for me where I am like, and let's be honest. And I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to put it out there. I don't often feel this. I don't, I don't really experience this feeling, but it's more so be, uh, a fact it's because my circle, my circle mm-hmm. is very intentional. So I don't often end up feeling this way, but I know that there are people who have shared with me that one of the things that's hard for them is they can't follow their friends on social media. They can't show up to the dinners because every time they hear about their friends update, it makes them feel sad about what's not happening in their own life. Wow. It's okay to admit that in the season, because I am disappointed and, and keep and, and hear this well, especially if you're the friend on the receiving end, you're like, why is my friend just backing away and I want to be there for them, but they're not letting me. Sometimes if someone is in a season of loss and grief and mourning, be there for them. Yes. But sometimes they can't be there for you. Yeah. And the reality, yeah. the reality of that is that sometimes your joy will cause them sadness in that moment. And being mature enough, if they come and say, I can't do this right now, I can't follow you, I can't like all of your posts, I can't show up to all of your events because of where I am. Because the reality is they're not, it's not that they're saying that they're disappointed with you. They're disappointed. They may be disappointed with God. They may be disappointed with themselves. And that's something that they have to reconcile with God. But what's happening is is as they try and be around you, um, you know, I've seen women where someone has had a miscarriage and lost a child. Like, yeah. let's be real. Yeah. Right. And yeah. now you have all your other friends giving birth yeah. in the same year yeah. and you have to show up to baby showers and yeah. show up to christenings. It's really, really hard. And what you will find is now that person who is only dealing with loss and grief and what, however it affected their relationship before. Now they're also dealing with the spirit of comparison, the spirit of rejection, asking God what's wrong with them because and, you know, being around everybody else's joy is not always joyful for the person that's mourning. Absolutely. I feel like I was looking at some of the things that people were responding with about the giving and the receiving. And I've, I've learned, um, and we talk about friendships, and I want to talk about friendships and our, you know, our spouses being our friends, the people that were developing those friendships, right? And I think that giving and receiving looks very very different in every season of your life. There's no light. It's that there's not always this 50-50 balance of who's giving and receiving. And I think being open to both and open to that changing is so necessary because if we don't, then we're always in this site of just thinking about I, 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 excuse me, because I have to think about it as a therapist. I think about when we're struggling with like depression, with grief, with anxiety, none of those things, none of those feelings allow us to think outwardly. All of them are very inward and it's always about us. It's very hard for us to think about when we're sad and low and depressed about other people. You go into events and you can only think about how it's making you feel. So you can't necessarily be a part of what's happening. And so I think that all of those things have to be considered Consider when we're in relationships with people because we have to be able to lead from a place of empathy with our friend and understanding where they are and so where they are without them sometimes saying it. Um, because if you're real and you're connected in that way, it's like I understand where my friend is and being able to allow him or her to be able to navigate the space that they that how they need to without you giving them permission all the time or vocal permission all, all the time. Right. Right. Yeah. 
I'm just taking it in tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing that I, I think about um, as the friend who may be the one um, who is suffering in that in that season, again, that honesty, yeah. that honesty. And maybe you don't want to go into all of the details. Maybe that's for you and your therapist. That's totally okay. But one of the things that I would highly recommend is that you're gonna you're gonna absolutely find not only your friends ready and waiting for you, but also um, you may find more compassion and empathy if you're willing to share that. I can't go, I don't feel ready to talk about it yet, but y'all, I can't do all of these things. It's okay to say that. And I, I, and I feel, it almost feels uh, different for me because I don't know what happened. 35 came and I was like, yo, I can say no. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, I can say I, I can't. I'm not this year too. <laughs> I, can, I can say no. Say, I can yeah. say I can't. I can say that is not for me. I'm giving you all the ways you can say no. That is not for me. I can't do that right now. I don't have the capacity right now. My calendar doesn't have any room. Like there are so many ways, but I do think that having that honesty with our friends um, allows us the room to not be excluded. Because I know this is the the back end of it, right? Is that if someone says, I can't make it, I can't make it, I can't make it over after a while, nobody invites them. Um, But the reality is if you're checking in and you said, I can't like guys I'm here but I can't I just yeah. can't now your friends know okay something's going on with Andrea so I'm gonna check back in every once in a while we're not just gonna exclude her from it but sometimes when you just disappear people don't really know what to do especially if it's a, a cycle and, and let's be honest those of us who are the disappearing folk we don't just do it once we do it over and over <laughs> and over and over right mm-hmm. um and so after a while people become accustomed to it and and you know, i'll share i'll even share um something that um you know we talked about spouses mm-hmm. being friends that you know there was a point where i was going through something and even my husband said that he couldn't tell because i just kind of disappear into myself and yeah. i seem okay on the outside so everyone assumes you're okay yeah. um and yeah. so sometimes a part of mature friendships is being able to say that you're not okay yes you don't have to go into details right away, but say that you're not okay. Um, because you will find that you salvage a lot more of your friendships um, and your friends can be there ready and waiting for you when you are ready to talk. Um, if you let them know that something's going on. Um, another question I got is how to deal with conflict y'all. Well, I think yeah, I think conflict is a challenge and some people don't like confrontation. Yeah. This is a struggle. Um, and I think relationships require you to confront some things. There may be, you know, if you're feeling a certain way, be honest with how you're feeling. Honor your feelings. You yeah. know, we don't, you know, we try not to go by our feelings all the time because sometimes your feelings can be, you know, sometimes your feelings can be wrong. You, you can be feeling something and it's not the right thing, but you have to communicate because you and your mind and woman, we do this, we create a whole narrative yes. in our mind of what yeah. this person is doing. Why they're not talking yeah. to me no more. Yeah. Or they're mad at me because yes. of X, Y, Z. And in reality, they're just, maybe they're busy. Maybe they're yeah. struggling with something. Maybe they're depressed. Maybe they have their own personal family stuff that they haven't talked to you about yet. And so we just have to communicate even in conflict, if mm. there's something that is said that offends you, don't hold that in and suffer in silence. Say something about it. Like, hey, you know, and it may not be in that moment, but sometimes, you know, you have yeah. to walk away and just think about process. Okay. Think about the person you're sharing it with and think about how they're going to receive it and what's the best way to say it. Yeah. Um, and so then you think about, okay, so 
when I share this with them, I want to make sure that it's mm-hmm. the right environment yeah. or they're in the right space yeah. or, you know, make sure they're, you know, okay. Cause you don't want to have that conversation and it, it's like kind of throws them Absolutely. off and they have their own things they're mm-hmm. dealing with. And you don't even know it because of all the things that it's just layered. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think with conflict, um, you just really have to be honest. You have to be open. You have to be okay to receive their feedback mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. You have to be okay to receive like, well, I did X, Y, Z because I felt this way and, and be honest about yeah. receiving that. And then also like, you know, apologize if you need to. If there needs to be an apology, be okay with saying like, hey, I'm sorry, I messed up. Yeah. I did, you know, I didn't mean for it to turn in that direction um, because, you know, relationships require forgiveness. Yeah. Um, and so like when there's a conflict, deal with it head on. Don't let it linger over time. Yeah, and, you know, then next thing you know, two years later, you, you can't even remember why you were mad at the person, but you're still mad. Right, right, <laughs> You right. still don't talk to them. Right, those but, same feelings. Yeah. Still okay, that's good. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I think that even for people that struggle with conflict, because I know that I, I've gotten so much better at that as um, as an adult. Um, I always say, like, I'm a people pleaser in recovery um, because mm-hmm. it's something that I always have to check in myself because I my my go to is like, I really don't want this person to feel this way or I really don't want this person. You know, I want spaces to be safe and, you know, things like that. But I think as I've grown, I'm like, you know, safe space for a person to be able to address conflict is really the fact that you are able to give them room to express their truest emotion. Um, And so one of the, I think that when we are struggling with those who struggle with uh, conflict and addressing those things is if this is a friend, right? We're not talking, we're talking about friendships and not just acquaintances. Um, if this is a friend, I think being able to say like, sis, like, you know what, like something, so I, I'm having a hard time talking about this with you right now. And this is something that I'm trying to get better at. And so what happened the other day that really, it really hurt my feelings. And so, and I realized that I'm responsible. I felt angry and I was really sad. And I felt like, I don't understand why this had to be dealt with like that. Can you tell me a little bit more about why this choice was made or why you chose to act like that? And in that, in those moments, I think like being more curious about those things can have more opportunity to restore something. And it really relieves you of the mindset of no new friends or you can't sit with us for a cutoff season, right? Because we quick to cut somebody off. And that is, that's really our immaturity sometimes and not necessarily what God wants us to do. It's our opportunity, you know, to be like Jesus, to be light, to let res- restoration and forgiveness to, to reside there. Um, yeah. 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 You know? Yeah. How do you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's really leaning into your interests and who God is making you to be. And I find that as I do that, like as you travel, as you, I think part of it is that sometimes we are waiting for this ideal moment mm. or this ideal situation. Like, when I have a spouse and I can travel or when I have my house and when I have and when I have and sometimes God is saying if you can lean into all of who you are right where you are thank you for listening to the Slay the Giant podcast I know that you've been blessed maybe you've cried laughed or you've learned something whichever way thank you for joining us today I pray that as you go throughout your week, you'll meditate on what you've heard 
and you'll grow and continue to learn. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, please go to slaythegiantpodcast at gmail.com or you can go to my website at www.allramsey.org. Thank you and until next time, be blessed.